Okay. Uh, up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um, they asked me to read this. Warning. If you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, Rock! Face in my vagina. You're about to get front face fucked by the front face lock podcast. Mark Bradwell is what created the front face lock. My asshole is split like the Red Sea. Mark Bradwell is who is front face lock. Don't fucking question me. Front face lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. What are you, a fucking asshole? But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. There we go. Stupid. Stupid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Live Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the man at the controls of the high-energy space laser. Yes. yes. It's Vinny. Hello. Well, thank you, everybody. I've been um, very, very busy. Been very busy at work. Um... You know, excuse me if I'm tired. I've been fucking lasering the shit out of liberal cities and states in the United States. Just to let you know, I have, I have to, I have to exact revenge for all these indictments. You know, going on. I have to get my space laser out and the butt fuckers. Yeah, me and MJ. What's her name? MTG. MTG are, are at the helm. And I saw in your day planner it said, uh, "Kill butt fuckers, laser the West Coast." Start fifteen minute cities, hurricane in Southern California, and and flooding in Texas and Mississippi as well, an earthquake in Southern California during the hurricane. Uh, yes, and Leatherface on rest, a wrestling show. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a uh, lots going on, buddy. Lots going on. Uh, it's been a very very busy week. Very busy. Very busy week. Uh, very busy week for wrestling. Very busy. Not sports, not so much. I mean, preseason games started with the NFL, but I don't watch preseason because it's garbage. Lots of injuries. Lots of injuries. Yeah, uh, not quite Aaron Rodgers yet, but he's actually going to play against the Giants. So we'll see what happens. And we did do our draft. We did our draft last night. We did, and our, and our other draft is next week. Yes. Yes. And so we'll see one of the happens. one of the people in our fantasy league is the owner of our new sponsor. GM Trophy LI, GM Trophy LI.com. Thank you very much, Jay, for, for being our sponsor. For all your trophy needs. For all your trophy needs. It's and, fantasy. And wrestling belts. Go get your trophies and wrestling belts or your fantasy belts and wrestling trophies. Whatever you want it. Whatever combo you want, he's got you covered. And he'll ship it. It's not, you don't have to go to LI, to Long Island. You, he'll ship it. So, and it's GM Trophy LI.com. Yes. I'm excited. Guys, his father had a company, the same company. He's just opening a new one. So they've been, he's been doing it a long time. He's, his shit is awesome. So if you need fantasy belts, trophies, whatever, go to gmtrophyli.com. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited. Uh, now, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start, Ryan? Um, I don't have a lot of sports. I don't know if you do. I have a couple things. Uh, a couple things. A little Major League, a little NFL, a little. Uh, 
think that might be it. Maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe a little soccer. Did you, you have, do you have the Ocho? I don't have the Ocho. The Ocho exists now. Does it really? Yeah, and they have like ultimate frisbee and dodgeball and slam ball, and they had marbles and they had oh air guitar world championships. Is All right, now I got to have the Ocho. I, I remember there used to be a channel on Directv. It was uh, channel four twenty five. I don't remember if it's what the name of the channel was, but they used to have a bunch of random sports. Not as bad as the Ocho stuff, but it had something called foot volley, which was literally volleyball, but you couldn't use your hands. That's pretty difficult, I would say. It was fucking incredible because it was two on two in on the beach, and these guys were like jumping up and doing soccer kicks back and forth. It's pretty impressive. I saw another yeah. one that was like it was ping pong, but it was some crazy shit. It was like volleyball ping pong. It was weird. It was something like similar. Another Isn't that what pickleball is? What? No, pickleball is just you stand. It's like old people tennis, but like a wiffle ball. <laughs> it's like it's so dumb. And the, I looked, I was actually in Dick's Sporting Goods to get a, a mouthpiece for my son. And um, I was going to get tennis balls for my dog to play with. And I looked and they had pickleball stuff, right? Those rackets are like 60 bucks. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Uh, no, right. fuck. Uh, I thought pickleball is like you literally take pickles and roll them in balls and throw them at each other. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea because all of a sudden I was like, Tom Brady's going to buy a pickleball team. I'm like, what the fuck is pickleball? Yeah, it's like the fastest growing sport in America. Which is just because we're lazy as fuck and we don't want to run and play tennis. Yeah, in two months it'll be something else. Yeah, it'll be called daring. <laughs> I'm sure the Ocho will probably have a staring contest. Oh, I would love that. That'd be awesome. So anyway, with the sports. Oh no, I said it that way. Sports. Um, sports. I find it very fascinating that even though we have no team anymore, the Mets are still making a run towards the wild card. <laughs> They're only seven games out of the wild card right now. Yeah, but they were trailing the Braves earlier today. But they, everybody that they play is above them in the wild card for the rest of the year. Yeah, so I mean, they if they win the pretty much like you know nine out of ten games or whatever, they have a chance at getting the second wild card. <laughs> that would be crazy. And then the imagine Yankees doing won, worse. Imagine they came and won the the, the World Series after doubling You, know, you understand. Years. People in New York would think Steve Cohen is a god if he, they win yeah. the World Series. Oh, yeah. Or even to make it the playoffs. If they make they the playoffs. Billy, Billy Epler's a genius. Billy, if they make the playoffs, Billy Epler's a genius, and Steve Cohen is, a, is, is great. And if they win the World Series, they will never be hated in New York ever. WM is the greatest baseball team that's ever lived. Yeah. Like, forget the mantle and the Garrett Gears in New York. Forget them all. It, it'll be the fucking Quintana – Senga rotation uh, for the Carrasco and McGill. Hey, you know what? This guy Weird. Stewart is on the Mets. I've never even heard of him. He's hit five home runs the last six games. Oh, DJ Stewart. Yeah, he's fucking ins- I don't know where the hell he came from. <laughs> five home runs in the last six games. Crazy. And Vogelback all of a sudden realized how to hit the ball again. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Their fi- final office. office. Well, I mean, th- think about the Phillies last year. At this point, the Phillies were also shit. And they came and went to the World Series. So, I mean, it's not unlikely. It's it, it's improbable. improbable. Yeah. And then on the I other mean, side of town, you got the Yankees, who have lost like nine straight. Who had the worst, um, I believe, the worst record in like franchise history at this point or some shit. Cra- like, it's something crazy, or at least in the last 50 years. So, um, and we were going back to like the 80s where they sucked. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't, I mean, obviously, we're just being a little tongue-in-cheek here. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, yay, it's a bonus. Um, awesome. Baseball in October is always fun. Moving 
across to NFL. Like you said, there is there the preseason. I have one thing I'd like to say NFL-wise. This is the only thing I wrote down, and it, you sent me a picture, and I had seen it online. People are giving the Bills shit for hanging a poster that says NFL, you know, a banner that says NFL, AFC, yeah. and it's got the Lombardi trophy, and it says this is Buffalo football. And it says one and team, one trophy or some shit. Yeah, and it, they're like, oh, I can't believe they're hanging up a trophy, Lombard, a picture of Lombardi trophy. They never won. It's like, no, it's a football trophy. You know, it's a football banner that has the Lombardi trophy. It's it's like a motivational banner. Like they're not doing it because they never won. I'm sure every team in the fucking yeah, has it in their practice facility. Yeah, and that was taken by some asshole Jets fan. You know that was. Oh yeah, of course. Or some Patriots fan. And the one thing that was funny though is my friend who's a Jets fan did say because the Lombardi trophy was between the uprights. It goes, no, that's supposed to be wide right. That's actually fucking hysterical. <laughs> they said the banner is wrong. It's supposed to be wide right. That was funny. My but, favorite uh, football jersey that I can't find anywhere. I think it was custom. Was the Scott Norwood jersey with everything was over to the right. That's pretty good. Um, poor Scott Norwood. He he was the inspiration for Ace Ventura. Yeah, amazing. He's probably dead somewhere. Probably or transgendered. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Ray Finkel was in the movie. So that's yeah. If you want to make the connection, maybe that's oh, maybe he's before time. Way before time. Dung, gun is digging into my hip. <laughs> um, so football wise, the Giants actually looked really good. Uh, their their opening set uh, preseason on their first team offense. I was pleasantly surprised. I hope they could do good things. But everybody's either trading teams or getting injured, and it's going to be a very weird season. I have a feeling. This guy, Jonathan Taylor on the, the Colts, he is now allowed to seek a trade, and he's apparently going to go to the Dolphins, and they're going to be stacked. I thought I saw something too where it said they won't, the Colts won't trade him unless they get like two first round picks or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then they're keeping him on the player unable to perform list, which then just degrades his, his uh, contracts in the future. He's an idiot, though. He should never did that. His quarterback's going to be really good. The team probably won't be that good, but his quarterback's going to be good. He's probably afraid that Richardson will have more rushing yards than him. And he had a bad year last year. So. Who knows? Dalvin Cook still hasn't stepped on the field for the Jets. I got a feeling this year is going to be one of the years where, like, the Lions come out of nowhere and go all the way to the Super Bowl. My my picks for the NFC Championship game are the Lions and the 49ers. I can see the 49. Brock Purdy coming back. I mean. I believe, I think the Lions are going to win that division. I really have a strong feeling. They're an underrated team, man. They got a lot of weapons. And they're always in every game. Yeah, last year, they, I, th- I think I read something last year. We may have talked about it last year too when it was actually happening. Like last year, they were like winning every game that they lost going into the fourth corner, uh, quarter. And then like they lost it at the end of the game. Like it was some crazy stat where it's like if they would have won those games, they would have been in the playoffs. And they're a dangerous team. They're very dangerous. Jared uh, Goff is underrated as hell, man. He was great on the Rams. He had yeah. a slow start, but I mean, he's good. I think that um, there's going to be a couple teams that surprise you this year, uh, both ways. I think – I'm not just saying this because I'm a Giants fan, but I don't think the Eagles are going to be as good as everyone thinks they're going to be. Oh, no, I agree. I actually I actually think the Giants are going to do very well this year. If 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 they can keep all their players healthy, they're going to be – they have speed on offense. They're the, on offense, and they have – so you have Darren Waller. If he stays healthy, he's a great tight end. He opens everything up. You have Daniel Jones is starting to move around, starting to get comfortable. I'm still don't, not really sold on him, but – the offensive line gives them a lot of time now. Saquon Barkley signed. They got James Robinson in the backfield. They got Matt Breed in the backfield. And then they have Paris Campbell, who's fast. Jalen Hyatt, who's the fastest man in the NFL now. 
faster than Tyreek Hill. And then you have old reliable. Third down, you pass it to him in any situation. This dude is getting you a first down. Ex-Buffalo Bill alumni, Cole Beasley. He's hurt, though. Is it, when's he coming back? Uh, he's coming back soon. But he's okay. he's just uh, – He's just Be- no. Beasley's a beast. I fucking when he was on the Bengals, he's just reliable. That, you know, he's not overpowering. He's a small guy, but he's reliable. When you need him, he doesn't get a lot of yards after the catch, but he catches it in the spot where you need him to. Yeah, he gets the first down. That's all you need. Yes. Um. Yeah, he'll fight for that first down and get it. Yeah, we'll see what the defense does. Uh, who knows? Uh, I know that apparently the Jets are getting shit about their offensive line, so that's going to be trouble for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be. We've been saying it for months. He's going to be hurt. Immediately, because they have no offensive line. Other than that, I mean, if I was to if I was to go through the divisions now, as we as we talk about it, might as well. Let's just go. All right, let's go. NFC West. I got the 49ers number one. Uh, I'm gonna go 49ers with you as well. NFC East. I'm gonna go Giants. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Giants as well, but not by a lot. I think it might be like a two way tie. It might be like a half a game. It's not gonna be a lot. NFC North, I have the Detroit Lions. Absolutely. I'm agreeing with you on that. NFC South, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Saints. I'm only going with Tampa Bay because they just, uh, what's his name is starting now? Um, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. He's he's not a bad quarterback, but I just, I don't think Derek Carr is as good as everybody's making him out to be. I said that when he was on the, the Raiders. I think, I think Derek Carr gives them more of a chance than, uh, who do they have last year? Fucking Jameis Winston and uh, yeah, Taysom. I think I think once Kamara comes back through after the three games suspended, they got Alave is a great receiver. Michael Thomas comes back and he's healthy. Josh Johnson's a good tight end. I think they got they got some weapons. Uh, that division's weak though. That's the weakest division. Yeah, I, I don't think the Saints are going to do bad. I just think I just have a feeling with the Bucks. I think that you know they had a good team around them. I know they were old. But Mayfield's not a bad quarterback. He's, he's, he, he was surprisingly good. I mean, he got the rounds of all teams to the playoffs. Yeah. He didn't do terrible for, uh, I was going to say St. Louis, but uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not the worst quarterback. Yeah, not bad. So, we disagree on one. So, we'll see. We gotta, we'll got to mark this down. Maybe we'll, when we get closer, we'll do a little midseason uh, picks too. But, uh, all right, so those, that's what we got on the AFC East. I'm still riding with Buffalo. I, obviously, I am too. I think it's going to be close between them and Miami, though. And if Tua stays I, healthy, I agree. I think it's going to be Buffalo, Miami, New England Jets. That's how I feel. I feel the Jets are going to be still in the bottom of the division. It's funny though because I just ended in an episode where you said Patriots would be at the bottom because of Mac Jones, and I agree. I think it's I think it's going to be Patriots and Jets going back and forth and last. When it comes to who we got, the AL West, uh, I'm going to have to. AFC, I'm sorry. AFC West, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs, unfortunately. There's nobody else I find dynamic. I don't think the Broncos, the Raiders, or Chargers. I mean, Chargers, it's going to be between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, it's going to be the Chiefs, and I hate to say it, but I kind of really want the Chargers to be the team. Yeah. I like um, Herbert. I think he's really good. He's reliable. I don't think he had enough weapons the last couple of years, but I think he can come through if he's got the right people around him because he is a he's – a, He's not in the Josh Allen, um, Patrick Mahomes level Joe yet, Burrow. Joe Burrow level yet, but I think he is in that mid-Daniel Jones like. Yeah, yeah. Group. He's on the cusp. I think, you know, you get – all these teams basically relies on 
injuries. So Los Angeles always have Keenan Allen's either hurt or Mike Williams is hurt or Austin Eckler is not hurt. It's always somebody that's a key player in that team is hurt. And the same goes for when we get to Cincinnati. I believe Cincinnati will still be first, followed by the Ravens, but that all depends also on the health of Joe Burrow. I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I'm going to say I believe the Bengals are going to be first, again, agreeing with you that I, depending on Burrow, but I think the Browns are actually going to do pretty good this year. Um, and then the AFC South, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it's a weak division too. It's just – the Southern divisions are just weak, but Jacksonville, I, as much as I hate Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be, to me, Jacksonville – uh, I think it'll be close between Indy and Tennessee, and then Houston's going to be last. So that's that's predictions for now. We'll we'll revisit. But other than that, uh, sports wise, uh, I think that's really all that I had. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's more than I had. So I was glad you had some stuff. Um, I, I got to uh, I got to prepare myself to say this to you because we're going to jump into wrestling. Oh, we're going to jump in. We're, we're jumping headfirst oh. into the shallow pool. Leatherface was on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Now, you heard me correctly. What the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, who, he's, a, he's a, a, a new wrestler? He's like a new gimmick? Well, there was a guy that used to wrestle in the indies. I think his name was Leatherface. He's a dress like him and stuff. But no, that, that wasn't him. It was, it was Leatherface. Like the, the, the alligator from the Ninja Turtles. Like they're doing, because there's a new Ninja Turtles movie coming out and Leatherface, they're like, oh, I'll get on P, right? The Cajun guy, he's going to alligator. That would have nope. been, been better. Nope, 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 nope. Leatherface, the actual chainsaw-wielding, skin-mask-wearing skin, skin mask wearing Leatherface. Like from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Oh, that's right. They are. They do have a video game that came out, which is basically the same thing as the Friday the 13th game, but Leatherface is a Jason. Yeah, and then for some reason... Now, you've talked about this. AEW just throws matches together for some reason. And I guess I missed it watching every episode of these shows like I do. I don't remember Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy being in a feud or even wrestling against each other. And then all of a sudden, they're the two guys that are in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Death match. So did I? there was a thing that Cornette did, but I didn't get to watch it. Uh, oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. Parts of it were like... So So this is the... This is the equivalent of wcw having robocop or chucky so but jeff hardy like remember when he came out and he danced before he went and saved his brother yeah it's the same thing like he came out to the ring and then went backstage he, so i watched it <laughs> the fuck is going on here i watched it and then i watched the jim Cornette video you sent me he comes out to the ring and he he does his little entrance and then he leaves immediately yeah, goes in the back like a hallway, breeway, whatever, and he gets attacked by Singay Dot Sanjay Dutt. But first, there's like first on like the wall, there's all these like weapons and like this horror movie looking kind of. Yeah, there's a red light, and it's uh, there's all weapons, and it's he gets attacked. I, I think it's Sanjay Dutt. Whoever the, no, it's not Sanjay Dutt. Whoever the fuck that tall Indian guy is, and then it, then Mac Hardy comes out, and then Brother Zay comes out, and then Ethan Page comes out, and then it's Jeff Jarrett, and it's it's Jay Lethal. And oh, Karen, and Jared. Yeah, and then they pour corn, like you know, the carry blood on Jeff Jarrett. And it's funny. There's no reason. There, there's at one point after they pour it, they push Jeff Jarrett and everybody into this like 
behind the bleachers area, and Jeff Hardy slips, and you can hear him look down and go, oh, that's dangerous, like real subtly under his breath. And then they go, somehow they end up back in the ring, and they they hit their spots, you know, like he, he gets, you know, uh, he does the swanton through the table, which he can't really do anymore. He's I, He was my favorite doing it. He can't do it yeah, anymore. He can't do and it. Then, He's fucking mad. Jeff Jarrett goes to hit him with a guitar. He reverses it. He hits Jeff Jarrett with the guitar. And he's standing there with Karen Jarrett in the ring. And he's got a, I think he's got a kendo stick in his hand. And all of a sudden, over the PA system, you hear a chainsaw. And that guy coming out with not like the original Leatherface mask, not even the second, third, new next generation, or any of the remakes Leatherface mask. Video game mask? It's, it's, a, it's a mask like you buy at like a little better than uh, Walgreens, like Party City. The ones that were in the back on the wall on the styrofoam head. And it says, like, snake skin face. Yeah, something like that. And it had, like, red lipstick, and I get that in one of them. He, you know, he wore the lipstick. Yeah. But, and he's got a suit on. He's we're carrying, like, a, it looks like an electric chainsaw, brand new. And he's not, like, fucking, it's, he's, it's not on because the thing's playing through the PA system. Does, and he comes does- does Leatherface buy his? Does he go to Home Depot to get his uh, his tool? Does he get a, go to Amazon now? I think he probably goes. Well, now you go to Amazon. And you, but he goes have like, a, "Hey, can you deliver it to my shitty rundown farmhouse? Just leave it on the steps." Well, they. I mean, they have now pickup places, so he probably has it sent to the pickup place, and then one of his family members goes and gets it because you can't okay. be out being like Leatherface. No, not like that. I mean, he's like kind of special, right? Drop it at the mailbox. You know, the mailbox is like a mile away from his house anyway. He could just have him drop it, and the little ring notification goes off, and he walks out all fat and leathery. <laughs> and and oh, new chainsaws here. Lost his apron, you think? Yeah, he probably he rinses it off. Apron got all blood all over it. Oh, this is my third apron this week. Oh, my new chainsaws here. Um, but it gets better. You got to let me finish. He comes out to attack the heels. And then he chases Karen Jarrett in the back. And then they don't even mention it again. Leatherface is a face. Leatherface. Leatherface. He's not, not Leatherheel. <laughs> yeah. But like they met, they're like, oh my God, Leatherface is here. And then like, essentially, he's chasing Karen Jarrett with a quote unquote live running chainsaw. running. It's not. But if you want to play kayfabe for a minute, a, a, a running chainsaw chasing a woman into the back and then they don't mention it again for the rest of the show i guess she got away you don't know maybe she's dead she could be well guess what um, the fight fighting, fighting zombies see that's the thing oh the AEW fans now i i looked this up on twitter immediately to find out and i'm never gonna call it x i can't call it x i looked it up on twitter immediately to find out what the reaction was because i sent it to you right away and I'd say it was 60-40 people saying it was garbage. Mm-hmm. And the 40% were, remember when WWE had the zombies come out? It's like, dude, they were doing it in the Thunderdome, promoting a Batista's movie, and they were trying to do something to kind of like make it exciting for the fact there was no crowd there. Yeah, And they were promoting a movie. They probably got a shit ton of money to do it. Jeff Jarrett claims that they made over $100,000 for this promotion, which they might may well have, but... It was tra- I when I saw it, I'm like, no, they fucking didn't. Like it was bad enough to say a Texas. There's nothing about it being a. So he comes in the ring and there's already tables set up and chairs all over the ring. Everything's already there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. There was no chainsaws. Neither Except one of them are from Texas. And they both lived. And they're and they're both alive. There was no death match. So it was all false advertising. Fuck you, Tony Khan. It's fucking so, garbage. Tony, and it, 
it gets better. I, I, we have a lot. It's mostly AEW shit we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. Go. Because you you text me and said there's a huge talent about to be signed to AEW, and I said huge, 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 huge talent. And I said probably it's not talent, probably the best talent that ever exists in wrestling history ever. Next to me, when I was on WrestleMania, the biggest WrestleMania of all time, there was the most ratings, the most sales. And I was I was the main event star. Next, and then after me was Booby Lashley. But after that, this guy is the biggest. They were going to give me the belt. They said Vincent, hey. My friend, I want to give you the belt. And I said, no. I, I just want to keep my hair, Vince. I just want to keep my hair. I just want to keep my hair because my hair, let's be honest, my hair is way better than Vince's, right? Come on. Yeah, it yeah. is. Come on. You know. It's iconic. It's iconic. It, you know, like, it's it's uh, it's big, big league. Big, it's so, big league. Kafifi. <laughs> so, no Kafifi. So, so, he, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so the big talent, and I, you guessed a couple Talents that were gonna show up and well, it's not, it's not Edge. No, they the rumor was oh Edge is gonna dude, that would be a fucking disgrace to end his career with WWE and then go right to AEW and, and end it that way. That would just be because, disgrace. They're like, oh, he's gonna reunite with Christian and they're gonna have a one-off retirement match. Dude, they just retired Edge in like the best way possible. And I know, yeah, Ric Flair did he went to TNA after the best retirement ever. Edge is not going to AEW. Sorry. Edge is also like in a show, Disney show right now. Uh, Percy Jackson show, but um, anyway, do you, I'll, I'll give you like three guesses on on, and I'm going to use not his original name. I'm going to use his his WWE name. But go ahead, I'm going to let you. There's WCW name. WCW name. I'm sorry. So uh, let's see, huge talent. Um, Alex Shelley from Impact. No. All right. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I mostly know uh, a big star in like the '90s. Big star in the '90s. All right. Uh, <laughs> Steve Austin type of person. Bully Ray. Shit. Um, Steve Austin type. Per- Is it Austin? No. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna tell you. Hack. Ha- what? 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 Hack. Hack. A.K. Sandman. You're, no. You're- supposed to be making his AEW debut soon. Sandman. Hack. I love you, Johnny Cakes. Gatsada Malanga. Surprise, motherfucker. So. The guy who was out of shape in 1997, who was out of shape in 2000, and it now looks like a skeleton with skin wrapped around it. And a barbed wire tattoo. And a barbed wire tattoo and still has an eyebrow ring, is going to AEW, and I'm assuming it's because of this whole Jack Perry FTW title. They're going to have some kind of ECW reunion. Uh, he's only 60 years old. Let's let's calm down, all right? All he's right. only 60. Young, well, young. Fresh, new up-and-comer in AEW. So they, they have Taz, they had Sabu, they have RVD, they have Jerry Lynn, and now they're going to have Hack. And I'm sure Tommy Dreamer will be there soon. Of course he will. Hack. Hack. The Hackster. The, the Hackinator. <laughs> the hack, hack and Sack Whack. The Sandman. Hack and Hack Hack. Enter Sandman. Like that's a real seem, thing. You don't seem too excited. No, you know, I'm I'm holding back my excitement. I expected I expected to hear more from you. Well, you know, I don't want to blow my load too quick. Got to make sure I have enough for when he actually does debut. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll have a kendo stick. And I'm sure he'll smack himself in the head and he'll have a beer, and they'll say something like, "The original beer drinking asshole." That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Do you think that? Um, 
You think they're going to be able to call it Singapore King? No, I don't. I think <laughs> you can get away with that shit in the 90s. I don't know if you can get away with that now. <laughs> Do you think in Singapore they call it a kendo stick? I think in Singapore they just call it a cane. <laughs> Imagine, I'm stupid joking coming. I heard that they're debuting a, I heard Glenn Jacobs is going to New Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's playing an Asian version of his character in WWE. Oh, and what, what, what's that? His name's going to be Singapore Kane. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Because, like, Kane from Singapore. What if they said, like, Kane came back out and they're like, he's not from Pell or Parts Unknown. He's from Singapore. So then he'd be Singapore Kane. He'd be like, hailing from Singapore, Kane. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, that's happening. There's well, something else I wanted to say, though. What's that? Speaking on amazing debuts. I know where you're going. So at All In, in England, in London, England, there might be a special guest. Prince Henry. Who the fuck is Prince Henry? <laughs> is there a Henry? Harry. Harry? Harry. Does it matter? Prince Henry. Yeah, that guy. Prince. It's just some guy. He's like, I was a fourth removed prince at one point. My name is Henry. It's like, oh, hey, Henry. Hello, Jenny. I'm here. Let's, hey, we couldn't get Prince Harry here. Uh, hi, it's Jim Ross here. We couldn't get Prince Harry, but guys, he's his his fifth cousin, Henry. Oh, hello, Bob, Bob's your uncle. How's you doing? <laughs> so no, um, so I mean, I guess AEW is just trying to bring back everything from the '90s. Oh, they're trying remember? to be like WCW, like I've been saying since they started. Yeah, do you remember? And they're just going with the movie themes, apparently. Did you remember a movie called The Waterboy? That's a phenomenal movie with Adam Sandler, Gatorade. What is that? And and, and Paul White, uh, the big pro, did uh, a cameo in the movie. You remember that, right? Yeah, he's the, the wrestler. Yeah. Um, I believe that the, the wrestler that may show up at uh, All In is ca- 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 none other than Cap ca- 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 in Insano. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, Paul White says that Captain Insano might show up at All In. First of all, aside from him standing next to, I don't even think it was me. Was it Mean Gene in Waterboy? No, somebody else, I think. Well, whoever it was, he was standing there getting interviewed by him. He didn't like wrestle. They just said he was a wrestler. So we have no idea what Captain Stano actually does. But we're gonna put him 30 years later for everybody who doesn't know who the fuck he is into just an as a nostalgia thing. Yeah, just as well, so do you remember when AEW first started and all the AEW marks that are still around today? And Tony Khan came out and said, AEW is gonna be real pure wrestling sport. Yes. And now they're bringing out a fit. And I think we actually talked about this a year ago because I think they mentioned that they were going to do this last year. Yes. That they're bringing out a fictional Wrestling. character played by a fictional character. Yeah, they might as well have like Rocky Balboa come out. Well, that's the, everything in Philadelphia. I wouldn't be surprised if Sylvester Sloan's at WrestleMania. But that's the man behind the fake character. Like if Rocky Balboa was playing another boxer. Yeah, if Rocky Balboa was playing Rocky Marciano and he came out at WrestleMania as Rocky Balboa playing Rocky Graziano, then it's like, okay, that's stupid. And everybody who hates WWE would be like, that's dumb. But now you have a guy named Paul White who plays a big show, who's playing a character as Paul White in AEW, 
who played a character in a movie 30 years ago. It's not, the even, same a wrestling, not even a wrestling movie. Not even a wrestling movie. He just played a cameo. Yeah, that that made fun of Adam Sandler. So he's a bully. For essentially being special needs. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, because the, a lot of people are going to see it because they've distributed 80,000 tickets. Yes, and that is the key word that I said to you in the article. Now, like I've said before, and it has to do with everything in the media, they always change vocabulary to fit their, their needs. You know, like, remember, it was global warming, it's climate change and climate disruption and all that. It always changes to fit the needs of everybody or, you know, um, what's it called? Not It won't be inflate, inflation. It'll be, um, what's it called? Or, no, you're not, like, like, instead of being, like, a smaller size in the food store, it's fun size. Fun size. Like fun size or family size, and it's just smaller shit. But they changed it from being sold ticket to distributed. So what does that tell? It tells me that, like we talked about, I believe last week, because I haven't gotten to that episode, I can't remember what we said. Um, yes. He had sponsorships and all that, and he owns the stadium or or tried to buy yeah, the stadium. He tried to buy the stadium, and he had, you know, there's sponsorships involved. Like, it, it, it's... I'm sure they sold a lot of tickets, but I'm going to tell you right now, they didn't sell 80,000. Now, WWE, in one day, sold 90,000 tickets for WrestleMania 40 with nothing. No, it's it's almost a year away, and there's nothing announced for it yet. Nobody knows anything about it. And 90,000 tickets sold in one day. It took seven months for 80,000 tickets to be sold to this. Distributed. Distributed. I was I was hit with an, a counter argument right away when I said that. Well, to be honest with you, WrestleMania is two days, so it's really forty five thousand dollars, forty five thousand tickets they sold. No, because you buy most of the tickets are for two days. Yeah, you get two days and the WrestleMania access, so you're actually getting three days worth of shit. But you're, it's the same same ticket. It's not like Metallica. I don't know. Maybe WrestleMania they do it. You could buy day one, day two. I don't know. But like Metallica, the day one, day two, different set, different. Uh, you know, uh, different bands playing uh, that you could buy day one, day two, or buy both. But you're buying two separate tickets. It's so cheaper to buy a package. Yes. So you're still, it's still 90,000 tickets. In one day, it doesn't matter if it's 45,000 tickets technically because you're buying two for, it's still that amount in one day. One day, 90,000 tickets were sold over the course of, for a two day event that's almost a year away, it's under a year away, and there's no matches announced for it. Versus eighty thousand tickets for six months. Um, tell me again, not you. Tell me again how AW is the better company. Not to mention they're comparing it to SummerSlam '92. I think we talked about this last week. I didn't know this. I honestly didn't know this. I found this out this week that I didn't know this was in, was not the same Wembley Stadium. No, it's a different one. They knocked down the original one in '06 or '02, and then '07 they opened the new one. The capacity for the this one's like four times the size. Height-wise, and two times the size bigger than the original one. Um, there's a lot of fucking AEW shit. Tony Khan also said that this is uh, Sting's greatest run of his career. Really? Because I would have figured that whole original Crow Sting, when he won the belt, and he was super over, and everybody loved him. He was, like, in his 30s. <laughs> and he was in the best shape of his life. That was the... Do you think that would have been it? Not the one where he's coming back as the Joker Sting, which he did in TNA, which everybody hated. 
Um, what else? Oh, so there's there's two more things I think AW I want to talk about, and I'm sure you, one of them is yours. But um, there's a women's match that's going to take place in LN, and we already know who's going to win, right? Saray is going to win. Yes, <laughs> I just she's going to win. She's going to turn Tori Storm. She's going to win in England. That that's what's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. So spoilers, yeah. spoiler. Alert. She, she already said. I haven't had a belt in X amount of years. I haven't wrestled a pay-per-view in X amount of years. I've never, I haven't wrestled in my home country in X amount of years. Tony Storm goes, and Saray has got my back against Britt Baker and Shoshita or whatever the fucking name is. Yeah, that's not happening. Paige is turning on her, and she's going to win the belt. George Foreman guarantee. Boom. See, this, this episode will be out after Saturday, yeah. most likely. But still, if it's if we're wrong, I'll cut it. If we're, But we're right. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk to you about which I sent you the article just before we came on, and we had talked about it either yesterday or two days ago, was Cash Wheeler getting arrested for a road rage incident where he flashed a firearm. Now, Tony Khan came out and said, oh, this is, you know, the investigation's inconclusive. The investigation's inconclusive right now. Now, he's going to wrestle it all in because he's not a flight risk. He's uh, didn't have to surrender his passport. It was a, a th- I think it's like a third degree felony or something like that. It It's... Conclusive. He yeah, turned. He for, he's turned himself in for something that happened a month ago, and he pled no contest. Yeah, it's pretty. So it's it's pretty cut and dry. He's gonna go. He's probably gonna get probation. If not probation, he'll get a fucking heavy fine. Uh, you know, you know, he'll pay the fucking person he did that to, or Tony Khan will pay the guy, and it'll be the end of that story. But you know, for the uh, the best and toughest tag team in the world. You have to kind of flash a firearm at somebody when you're driving. You couldn't just beat his ass. Or, I don't know, blow the horn, yell at him, and keep <laughs> driving. Yeah, I mean, that's an option. Probably the safer of all, all of them. But, you know, um, it's pretty conclusive. It's not like they had to chase him around. They had a warrant for his arrest. He found out there was a warrant. He turned himself in. He went to court. He appeared in front of the judge. They're like, okay, here's your, I don't know if it was bail or bond or whatever it was. He paid it. He's out. He's going to be wrestling. But he made Tony Khan made it sound like, oh well, he might be innocent. No, it's conclusive. He's done. It's done. Like, so he did it. Now yeah. it's just a matter yeah. of his punishment. What's inconclusive is Tony Khan's fucking drug tests. Yeah, never see those, do you, Tony? Why don't you take a drug test right now? Take one and show us all, because you're on fucking cocaine. Everybody knows it. Cocaina. You know who else is a uh, high and a dumb cunt? Aubrey Edwards. Uh, uh... So. What- when AEW first came out, I actually thought Aubrey Edwards was kind of attractive. You know, she was cute, and she's like a video game nerd, and she actually, you know, she ha- she was like bragged that, oh, I-, I make video games, and I'm being very integral in the part of the Fight Forever game, which maybe she should have taken more time, because I fucking, even my brother, who, like, he plays it, he says it's good, but it's like he said the career mode is short, and I've talked to other people that said the game sucks. It's glitchy. Uh, it sucks. The, the whole skateboard match was a terrible idea. Yeah, I, I agreed. Like when I first saw Aubrey Edwards, it's because it was like a female ref. She was the one of the first ones, and she was a little animated, which was okay because it was different. And you're like, oh, she's kind of cute. Like she looks like she get it. And then it became, you know, overkill. Like everything yeah. you talked about before the facial expressions. How she's like, oh, like refs don't do that. Imagine, like I told said before in a football game, a guy gets hit on the field, and the refs like, oh. So <laughs> and, but, a story came. Out. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. You tell me. So a story came out. Uh, last week and it's uh jake lures who's the lead singer of the band august burns red one of my favorite hardcore bands they're fucking they're actually a christian hardcore metal band but they're phenomenal they're one of my favorite hardcore bands like heavy band and he was at some uh record signing okay and i'm gonna read you his quote 
Yeah, it was crazy, man. We were doing this signing, and this crazy lady comes up and gets me to sign an album for her. She then says, you don't recognize me, do you? And I replied, no, not really, should I? In which she replied, I'm Aubrey Edwards. I think she said her name was, and I said to her, who? I'm sorry, I don't know that, that name. In which she says, I'm a wrestling referee, maybe one of the most famous in the business. You really haven't seen me before? And I said to her, sorry, I don't watch WWE, and I haven't in a few years. And if I'm being honest, I'm a wrestling fan, but I've just been busy. She laughed and said, WWE, I'm not in that garbage. I'm in AEW. You really need to check it out for yourself and see for yourself what we're doing over there. It'll get you back into wrestling. I promise you that. And I laughed and said, okay, have a nice day, lady. And she was walking off. She turns around and says, what are you laughing at? Before the event security eventually moved her along because there were a ton of people behind her and she'd already taken up like five minutes of my time. It was pretty insane, dude. <laughs> now, August Burns Red, like I said, they're a Christian hardcore metal band and they had nothing to get. There's no reason for him to say this if it didn't happen. Right. And the conclusive evidence that this is true. <laughs> now, the Rick Steiner thing, nobody's proved it still. Right. You, people have asked him about it. He's kind of ignored it because he doesn't want to deal with it. And there still has been no conclusive evidence. This is a guy who's in a band that doesn't watch wrestling. She's obviously a fan. She pulls this shit. This guy's just telling the story. I post it on Twitter and say, real classy, Aubrey. Right, Aubrey. <laughs> right, Aubrey. She blocks me within two minutes. I repost it on my personal one. She blocks me immediately. You post it. She blocks you immediately. 30 seconds. I have a third Twitter page that I haven't been on in a while that I signed into and reposted it, tagged her again, and within 20 minutes, I was blocked again. Yeah. So, so obviously, this is true. Yes. And, you know, I think I, you know, and I don't want to give Amanda Huber a lot of credit, but at least Amanda Huber came back and, and tried to defend herself. Over ever all she had to say is, yeah, I was there. That's not what happened. Or I was there and, you know, I was mis something to the fact, or, you know, it could have been explained away, but it, it was like, I'm so embarrassed that now I'm, I'm getting called out on and people are jumping on me. You know what the thing that bothers me the most about it? Not that she was like, I'm Aubrey Edwards. I'm an AEW. I'm probably the most famous there is that first of all. And then to turn around and say, AEW is garbage. I mean, WWE is garbage. AEW, it'll make you watch wrestling again. Now I've watched wrestling and I've gone when AEW first came out, I was interested. And then within so like right. three months, I was like, this sucks. Like it it just lost my interest because there was no content. There was no content. It was just flippy floppy flippies. Like I don't care about that. I want stories, I want feuds, I, I want stuff like that. And it was the same shit. Like like Cornette talks about with Dean Ambrose. He's gotta believe every fucking match. And Dean Ambrose, and he even said Dean Ambrose is uh, cancer to any wrestling promotion that he's in because not that he's like a bad person, but he's just a terrible wrestler. Yeah, but she I think, is I think horrible. Like you say, there that's the only company you've ever worked for that's a big company. If, I, do you think when AEW goes under or your contract ends and say they don't want to renew you, and WWE is the only other fucking competition in the door aside from maybe MLW that may be interested in a female personality referee that you're going to be like, oh welcomed with open arms if you call their their company trash no yeah she's gonna be in impact or she's gonna be in fucking an elk's lodge down the street yeah. all you gotta all, all she could have said too is like well no i'm not in a i'm not in wwe but i'm an aew we're a newer company that is you know up and coming 
Uh, we're on three nights a week. Uh, we had a lot of ex, you know, you know, big names that you know about uh, to come check us out. That's it. The thing, the thing that bothered me the most about it, and it proves that she's a stuck-up, arrogant twat, is the fact that she went to go see to get a record signed by this band, and immediately says, "You don't recognize me." Right. Like they're supposed, everyone's supposed to know her in the world. Yeah, and then when he goes, "No, I don't watch wrestling," I'm so, and she goes, "Well, I'm Ar- Aubrey Edwards," and he goes, "Okay, I don't know the name." Like you're gonna get mad at the guy essentially because you know he's like, "Okay, lady, thanks," you know, and then he starts chuckling, and then she's like, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah, it, it seems real pompous and arrogant, and I think that's the unfortunate part of AEW that they're getting they're getting to a point. Um, and even the guys I thought were arrogant in AEW are not as arrogant as like even the Young Bucks. I think are less arrogant than half the people that are in AEW that are like their first time promotions. That they're being brainwashed into thinking that this promotion is fucking super great and that everyone loves them. And the marks there, there's no one telling them, "Oh, that's trash. That's trash." And then even if someone does tell them like that's trash, like uh, a fucking genius in the wrestling business and an actual fan in Jim Cornette telling you your product is garbage like you would take that and be like okay well why don't we not dismiss him and figure out what we're doing wrong to make our product better it's like no anybody who is a naysayer is wrong yeah it's not only they uh constructive criticism we're like okay maybe they're right like even triple h should be like ah you know what i was off the mark there you know we i had to figure it out we had to take it back we had to tweak things and then like I can guarantee you with this Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso storyline, they've got shit. And they're like, okay, we're going to take them off TV for a while and figure out something else to bring it back better. Yeah. I mean, even Vince, even Vince back in the day when he was doing, everybody was a perfect, you know, they had a, their own profession and they were, you're a repo man, you're a garbage man, you're this, you're that. When he saw the competition and he realized that he had to change, he did a fucking one, or a 180. Yeah, yeah and, and created the attitude era. And then, you know, he took the criticism that people were giving him. Again, not every idea was perfect, but he took it and he be- he became the most successful wrestling promoter of all time. And he did take the criticism the, the criticism to the point of the Daniel Bryan Yes movement and the Kofi Mania, where he did pull the trigger on both of those because he knows how much he would have lost if they didn't give Daniel Bryan with the hot hand that belt. Or Kofi Kingston, the belt with the hot hand at, at that point. Yeah. You know, if, if he didn't pull the trigger down, and then that's kind of like I said, I'm afraid with the LA Knight thing and Cody Rhodes, he's got they got to do it, but he at least took into consideration because he did it a couple times before when he was forcing Roman Reigns down everyone's throat and no one wanted it. And same thing with Cena, you know, and they kept pushing these guys and everyone's tired of them. And then they saw a fucking a drop in ratings and popularity. And then once Daniel Bryan started rising, like, all right. I have oh, and even with Rusev when they didn't fucking capitalize on Rusev Day, yeah, you know. But you you capitalized on a couple other things, uh, even well, Damian Sandow too. They missed the mark on that. Yeah, because he was super over and he was Mizdow. So yeah, so what you're saying like Jim Cornette, even fucking Eric Bischoff has come out and been like, you know, some of these storylines in AEW are garbage. Like you're not listening to two geniuses in the business. I mean, say what you want about Bischoff, he did. WWE for 83 weeks in the ratings. So you're not going to listen to these two guys that are like kind of trying to give you advice on how to like make your product better. Like you don't have to listen to them as far as like doing it, but you, you know, do something like if they're telling you like, Hey, Moxley doesn't have to bleed every match. Maybe don't make Moxley bleed every match. Tell them like, Hey guy, getting old. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beating a dead horse every week. And it's, 
You don't have when you, and we've said it before. When you do the same thing every week and every match, it takes away from the newness of it or the shock value of it. So when Moxley bleeds every match, you're like, well, I guess he's going to bleed. Like, what's what's going to be the shock? Oh, he didn't bleed this match. It, 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 or every, every match is a gimmick match. Yeah, it's funny because like I'm now when I watch a Moxley match, I'm watching to see him blade himself. Yeah, when he gets blade, because he's not very subtle with it. Yeah, he should be. He should be in Butcher and the Blade. Moxley, Butcher and Butcher and Moxley, Butcher and the Blade. Blader. There's one more slight thing I want to mention, and it's a little thing that I read about, and it was a nice touch that no one really noticed. But Gunther, Gunther, when he mentions the Intercontinental Championship, he mentions himself as heavyweight. Yes. Intercontinental Championship, which is a nice little like. It always used to be the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. It's a little subtle, like, throwback. And it was like, okay, well, that's, like, something you don't really hear. Because, you know, Intercontinental, you usually think of, like, the smaller guys. But that's not what it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be the secondary belt to the main belt. Yeah, it's it like was, the it, zone until you get to the world belt. That's yeah, what it always yeah, if you watch any of the old shit from the 80s, it was always the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Gunther's winning the belt, the heavyweight belt of WrestleMania. Mark my words. Gunther is fucking unbelievable. First of all... I, Winning the belt at WrestleMania, telling you. Yeah, and but I'm telling you this right now. I have liked him for a while, but in the last couple matches against Gunther, Chad Gable is oh, yeah, so he's, fucking he's, underrated. Gunther for the Intercontinental belt. He's going to be, because he beat him by the account out last night, which is his first loss since he's been up. So Chad Gable is so fucking, like I when he was in the uh, Alpha, uh, Cat, uh, uh, what was the, no, the original one, Alpha Males with Jason Jordan. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, there weren't alpha males. American Alpha. American Alpha. He was good. And then he was yeah. little shorty G or whatever. And it was like, eh. But since he's been the Alpha Academy, which is his best gimmick so far, he's just, I mean, forget the fact that he's doing those German suplexes, rolling and then doing another one on guys twice the size of him. He's and just so, like, jump. It's literally power. Yeah. He's just so fucking technically sound that he deserves a belt. He's possibly one of the most athletic people on the roster by far. He's definitely one of the most technically sound. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really like him for a while, but he's grown on me too. And he's over and he's over. It's time. Yeah. The, the, the Alpha the, Academy is great. I think the best thing they did with the Alpha Academy was give them personality because yeah. when they first came out, it was very stiff and it was very bland. And then with the shush and the thank yeah. you, and then letting Otis kind of be, go back to the heavy machinery Otis. Yeah, and even Maxine Dupree being there and being not like the maximum male models, Maxine Dupree and having her like play off them like a comic relief sort of thing too, it, it helps them. They needed like that that woman vibe in them too to kind of make them more uh, fan friendly. I think. Yeah, and and the personality and the and the the cat for like really kind of pushed them over the edge where people mm -hmm. were like, all right, you know what? I actually like this guy. It's not stiff. It's not. You know, it's not like yeah. the genius, you know, right. where it's like you didn't like him because he just sucked. Right, exactly. Dead Bell. Um, one more thing, because I read an article of I think I sent it to you, and I thought it was pretty funny, and Teddy Long told the story about Macho Man, speaking about the Pafos, that Macho Man wanted to get weed. I did not. I don't, if you sent it to me, I missed it. So Macho Man, I forget who he's with, and Teddy Long were in Georgia, and Macho Man and whoever they were with wanted to get weed. So Teddy Long's like, oh, I'm from Georgia or wherever. He's like, I know a good place to get weed. So he called up his guy. He's like, hey, listen, we're going to come, whatever. 
So they go and they drive to a place where you're not supposed to be. And when the guy came out to the car, they rolled down the window. And Macho Man gave whoever the guy was like that he was with, the other wrestler I forget was, the nod. Guy pulled him in the car, put him out with a sleeper hold, and then Macho Man robbed him of all their coke and weed and money, and they fucking threw him out and took off. Wow. Because the guy recognized him as Macho Man. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was pretty pretty comical. And Teddy Long's like, oh, no, this is a true story. That was, was actually pretty funny. That's fucking but, awesome. Well, I guess if you have nothing else, no, I guess it's time. Check, check my watch real quick. I guess uh, I guess it's time for free for living hostility. And now, without further ado, free floating hostility. Fucking, fucking, fucking hostile. So I hope you're ready for a little random anger. So I, I got to ask you one right off the bat. You sent it to me today or yesterday, and it, it's kind of coinciding with the fact that you control all the space lasers. You said, "Fuck victims of natural disasters." <laughs> so. Yeah, fuck victims of natural disasters. Not because like they're victims of natural disasters. I feel bad for victims of natural disasters. But when you know something's coming, why do you act oh, yeah. and why do you not follow simple directions? I read about this hurricane that happens in California. Now, California doesn't really get that many hurricanes, but it does happen. But they're told you're told about a hurricane at least one to two weeks ahead of time. You know what's coming. And yes. they're going to tell you exactly how strong the hurricane is probably going to be and what paths the hurricanes can take. And the closer the storm gets, the narrower the paths get of how they can, you know, either go offshore, go up the, up the coast or inland, what have you. And that's the, depends on the strength, right? Why the fuck am I reading about people, 46 people being rescued out of the mud in, in, in the fucking middle, or their cars are flooded and they're going to be rescued off the roof of their car. Why is that happening? Stop leaving your fucking house. Stop leaving. Go to the highest point in the highest point. I got the high ground now. Take the highest point of your house when there's a hurricane and hunker down. I don't, if, if you don't evacuate and you're going to stay home, which I get it. No one wants to leave. But if you're going to be in the path and you know you're going to stay home, go to a safe place in your house and fucking stay there. It's the same thing in the Midwest where they're in the path of a tornado and instead of just moving after the fourth time they've had to rebuild their trailer, they fucking just stay there. It's like, bitch, your, your house is on wheels. Move it five feet to the left and you're fine. I mean, that was, it's... That was a better joke than I thought you reacted. <laughs> um, or, or like an atomic bomb. Just hide under the desk. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did in the 50s. And they were fine. Everything was they, fine. Apparently, they didn't have deaths in Japan. But, um, you know, I, I, if they did, well, they would have been safe. Well, whoever, I guess, survived was hiding under the desk, but the teachers were up against the wall. <laughs> Shadows. <laughs> Shadows of their former selves. No, I feel bad, obviously. It's a, it's a joke. But when you know something's coming, like if there's a thunderstorm coming, you know when it comes. It usually doesn't pop out of nowhere. For the most part, you'd be like, oh, there, there's a severe thunderstorm. Now we all have cell phones that tell us, oh, the clearest lightning strike is within 10 miles. So it means usually you probably have about 10 minutes to find shelter. It's usually about a mile a minute. Okay. Why are you still standing on the beach? There should be zero people being struck by lightning on the beach when there's a severe thunderstorm. Zero. There should be really zero people getting struck by lightning at all. Right. Because there's a severe thunderstorm where lightning's actually making contact with the ground. You should be in your home. 
Yes. I mean, I've been caught on a golf course, which is really dangerous during a lightning storm. But guess what? I drove underneath one of those lightning fucking shacks. Where yeah. It's like, that's going to get struck before I do. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a reason there's these things that are um, put in place to warn early warning systems. Okay. And the weatherman and shit like that. Like if they tell me, oh, there's a blizzard coming. There's a reason why people go out and buy salt and, and uh, shovels and all the things to make French toast. There's a reason all the ingredients make French toast. There's a reason people do that because they know it's coming. They're going to be in their house for a while and they are going to need these things in order to survive or get by. They're not yeah, going to be like, like oh, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to wing it. Like, oh, there's a blizzard coming. You go to the, the, the gas station, you get fuel for your snowblower. You make sure your snow shovels are there. You get salt. You get, you get uh, cases of water and milk and bread and all that crap. You don't stand in the, a field while it's snowing. Just letting the snow build up and build up. And like, I'm stuck in the snow. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a severe uh, snow. Uh, there's a severe blizzard warning in Buffalo. Uh, is there a bad time now to wear board shorts and just hang out in the middle of the road for the next 10 hours? It's funny that you bring that up because this was just something I thought of just this second after you said that. Fuck people who wear shorts in the freezing cold. It's always, always, always that kid. Oh, my legs don't get cold. My hands do, though. They're wearing fucking a three sweatshirts and gloves and a hat and freaky winter freaky. boots. They're wearing their little freaky freezies. Yeah, but they got shorts on. Yeah, fuck you. Your pale-ass Brock Lesnar legs. Really uh, and pale. They're pale. Needs lotion. Um, what else do we have? Women who get too into their kids' sports. Or any activities. So, I coach sports, right? And I really want my child to be successful. And sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. That's fine. But you have these people, and like we always say, usually women, they come. And when I was a kid and I got dropped off for practice, my parents dropped me off for practice and came and picked me up after practice. They didn't stay and hang out and watch the entire practice. That wasn't a thing. I don't know if your parents did. It's fine if you do. My parents coached most of the time, but I was treated – the same, if not worse. Right, yeah. I, I do that to my son. There was, there was actually a running joke when I was a kid, and they actually bought me a sticker. It's on one of my guitars. That my father would yell at me anytime anybody screwed up in the field. Because I was the catcher in baseball, so I had to kind of, like, control the field. Like the general. Like the general. Like, you know, I had to back up first, or I had to back up third, whatever. And if something You're happened. Doing, essentially. Yeah, and he, he if something happened, he'd be like, God damn it, Ryan, what? So the running joke with my parents became that I was the designated asshole. Yeah. And they actually literally bought me a sticker that said designated I'm, asshole. Sticker on your thing. Um, yeah. So no, I mean, like, I kind of do the same thing with my son, but it, like he deserves to be yelled at for shit. But I like, I'm a harder on him, obviously, than I am on like other kids. But there'll be parents there, like these women, and it's practice, dude. It's practice. So if their kid runs, they'll be running sprints. And sprints is like, it's not a race. Just conditioning, and this mom be go, go, Jamie, go, run, run there. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, stop it, stop it. When I, fuck up. When I played soccer, my parents did not coach soccer. They did not know anything about soccer. They dropped me off at practice. They picked me up after the practice was over, and they showed up at the games. And uh, there was when I was in my very little, when I was a very little kid, uh, played soccer. I guess it was the first year I could play. I must have been eight, nine. I don't no. remember what the year was. I, I grew up with this kid named Costa. Yes. And or if you if you talk to him now, he says Costa. Costa. And he was Greek, and he was, he was very. A villain, good. He was a villain, saw. Yes, and he was very good at soccer. 
And the first year I played, I was a goal. I hate running. So I always, like, I was a catcher. I was a goalie. Like, anything I didn't have to run. Right. And this kid's father, during games, would literally run up and down the field with the ball going, pass the ball to Costa. Pass the ball to Costa. All game. He did more laps on that field than half the players. Yeah. And and aside from, like, the cheering in, like, and then there's, like, always, like, oh, do this. Do, Do you want to coach? If you want to coach, come fucking step on the field with a bunch of seven-year-olds. I'm glad to give you my spot. Now, and- let me ask you this. I don't, I don't coach, obviously, because I don't have kids, and it would be weird if I did coach. Um, but people do parents- weird. You said doo-doo. Um, <laughs> how many, do, you, do you get parents to come up to you and be like, oh, why isn't Steven playing today? Well, that's another thing. There, so there's this mom. I've talked to you about her before, and her kids never make it to practice. They, they weren't going to be a practice yesterday and today because they were going away for her birthday with two other kids, their brothers. And, um, you know, they're going to be late and they're going to be this. They had the audacity to fucking say, when are they getting the ball? You're not getting the ball because you don't even show up to practice. And your kids aren't good to get the ball. Like, I know my son, he's not good at running the ball. He's good at blocking and hitting people. And that's it. So he'll be like, oh, dad, can I run the ball? I go, absolutely not. <laughs> like, you're not running a ball because you suck. Yeah, no, if you practiced and you got good at doing it, then, yeah, you can run the ball. But then they're not doing it. But to have the audacity, like, oh, when are they getting the ball? When they show up, first of all. And second of all, they're not skilled players. We have, like, three people that are backs. And then you have the parents, too, that they come and they set up a fucking tent every time they show up to the field because it's so hot out or it's raining. And they fucking sit in their tent. Like, fuck. Ah, ah, fuck you. Like, my parents were hard. Like, when I said they were hard on me, I had to earn my spot on the team. Like, I, fortunately, my brother and I were good athletes when we were younger, so we earned our spot. But when All-Star voting came around, I'm pretty sure my mom never voted for me because I wanted to make sure I earned it. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah, and I think she wanted to make sure that I didn't get on because she was voting for me. Right. I made and, it every year, but I, they didn't vote for me. And it's the same like people put on, people put on their team, their kids in the best positions just because they're the coach, even though the kid isn't fit for that position. You know, there's a lot of times where the kid isn't good, and all of a sudden he's a quarterback and he can't see over the line. Like that's not the way you're supposed to play. You're supposed to play what's best for their their skill set. I remember in little league, I, I was I played third base and I sucked, and I the, our field had rocks in it. You know, it was like a crappy field. And some balls hit me in the face a bunch of times. And I was like, put me behind the plate. Like, my brother was a catcher for a while. And I, I was like, I want to be a catcher. Let me be a catcher. And it was like one game. I wasn't catching. I don't remember why I wasn't catching. I said, I want to pitch. Let me try to pitch. And I fucking sucked. I faced two batters. I hit one of them. And I walked the other one. And my mom comes out to the mound. And there she's, like, she's like, no, no, give me the ball. You're not doing this. They had, um, so, for example, and this is me growing up in, in the Little League. And you know my friend Matt. Right, we all yeah. know and He's a tall dude. He's six foot four, and he was always tall growing up. So, in baseball, what position would you think that Matt should play? I mean, he was a pitcher, but what other positions would you think that Matt would be good for? First base. Okay. Yes. Outfield. And like center field, right? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So he was at the end of his baseball career because they figured it out. They had him at shortstop. No, short, short, the short person on the field at shortstop who has no range and can't bend down. <laughs> you need the yeah. person like me 
who's one of the shortest people on the field, closest to the grounds to play short and, and can move fast to play shortstop. You can't have yeah, the big – You have to have, to guy, have a guy that can cover a lot of ground. Your shortest players are usually your second baseman and your shortstop. Yes. You're, one of your tallest is your first. Then your second tallest is your third baseman. Your biggest guy is usually your catcher, which was always me because I was always not strong-wise. Right. I We always had our – Biggest guy, the catcher, and third base are two smallest guys who are in the middle infield. Our tallest was the uh, first base, and then our fast guys were center field, and you know, our shitty one was in right field. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. So the, the women that do that shit, bro, it fucking annoys me, and I hate to keep picking on women, but they do so much annoying shit trying to be like men. Just be a woman. Just be like, yay, Tommy, you're great at the game, and hand like you said, hand out your apple, your orange slices, and your your gogurts and and you know, Capri men, women. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down to you right now. I figured it out. Men do stupid things. Yes, very stupid things. Women do annoying things. True, true. I figured it out. You're right, 100. percent Because men do absolutely the dumbest things on earth, but women do the most annoying things. Yes. You'll never you'll never see a guy not fuck a woman because she's stupid. You'll see a guy not fuck a woman because she's annoying. <laughs> The opposite applies. <laughs> because the thought process is, if she's dumb, I can leave. She'll forget my phone number. I never have to talk to her again. But if she's annoying, she's going to keep calling me, and the repercussions of me fucking her is going to be talking after sex. When are you going to call me again? When can I see you again? You go out in public. Why do you hang out with your friends more than me? Who's that girl you're talking to? Oh, is that really your sister? Like no, it's not. But sometimes we role play for the for all intensive purposes in this situation. Yes, that's my sister, stepsister, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's next? So there's a couple of women that I, I I know over the course of my life. There's a couple I know. Only a couple. No Only a few. But you know what annoys me more than anything? I'm single, obviously. Everybody that listens to this show knows that, or anybody who's ever met me knows that there's no way I'm in a relationship. What annoys me is that somebody that I'm into that I'm either friends with or like I'm just into them, they're dating a guy that looks exactly like me. It's a lot cooler. All, <laughs> but all they do is bitch on how much the guy sucks. Right. And then like, they tell uh, you, I wish they were more like you. You're like, you're oh like, my oh. God, my boyfriend's so annoying because he does this thing and he cheated on me like three times and he does this thing where he ignores me when we go out in public when he's with his friends and he acts different. It's like, I don't, I don't do any of that. And I look exactly like that guy. So just do just me. Just go with me. And you get all the stuff that the physical stuff is the same. And I'll treat you better. It's almost like I see the same thing. But I look at when chicks are not dating somebody. We're like, I guess they're having extra marital affairs or something. And you look at the people that they're with. Like there'd be like people that I'm coworkers with. I'm like. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Like, so, like, I'm not even, I'm not, even, like, I don't want nothing to do with that. But, like, there's other guys that are, like, a lot better looking at work than the people these chicks are choosing. And they're not lame like these guys. And it's just like, I think it's like, oh, well, it's safe because no one will believe that I'm banging this guy. Yeah. There was, there was this girl I used to be friends with. Her name was Lauren. Not the Lauren that you know from when I used to hang out, the one I was in her wedding, this other girl. And, when I first met her, she was a regular at this bar I worked at. Her and her boyfriend used to come in, and her boyfriend looked like Clark Kent. And he was okay. the nicest fucking dude in the world, and I was not mad at that. Like, I was, she was super hot. Did he know how to do the, the spit twist? 
No, he had like the, the same hair and he was just a good looking, chiseled, tall guy. Like he was just like I thought he was an attractive man, right? Because and he did look like Clark Kent. And but she was so super hot and she they were both super nice and they would come in like once a week and I got to know them both. And it turned out she bartended at this other bar, so I'd go see her, she'd come see me. We got we became very friendly. And she broke up with him, and I was I wait I, I gave the right amount of time and then I went to go see her again and we were talking. I said, um, you know, we, maybe we can grab a drink one night. She's like, yeah, you know, we'll figure out our schedules. And she was into it. And then it just, the schedules didn't line up. And then all of a sudden I see on Facebook that she was engaged to a, to a fat, bald guy with a beard. Fatter than me, by the way. Okay. And now she's married to this guy. And he looks like a fatter version of me. He who hesitates masturbates. What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's rough. It's rough out there. It's hard out there for a pimp. It is. Superman. Superman. Just the Clark Kent stuff. <laughs> Imagine going trick-or-treating and you ring the doorbell and I give you a full-size Snickers bar and you say Man, to me, full-size Snickers bar. King, right? You're king there. You're the best house in the fucking town when you get full-size. And then they so, and the kid turns around and goes, um, do you have anything smaller? <laughs> I'm not going to eat all this. Listen. I don't get trick-or-treaters at my house anymore. Like, I live off a of main road, you know. It, it, I don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. But if I lived in a neighborhood that still had trick-or-treaters at my age, yeah. full-size Snickers every fucking time. I'd buy yeah. a case every fucking person. Boom! Full-size Snickers. Go tell your friends. Bro, you're the man. You're the man. You're automatically, like, at the, the top of the Halloween hierarchy. Nobody's like, keeping my house. You have no decorations or nothing. You're like, yo, that's really cool house right there. That dude's the man. You could be fucking... Killing people in the basement and no one give a shit because you gave full size fucking candy bars a Halloween. And you know what else? By the way, if you fucking have Halloween and it's coming up, spooky season's coming up, all right? If you have Halloween decorations at your house, decorations and pumpkins and fucking little cardboard cutouts of bats and you know props or whatever on your lawn, don't you fucking dare not answer your door. Or have candy available on Halloween. You, Don't do it. If you, if you were fucking decorating your house for Halloween, I remember this from the kid when I was a kid. If you decorate your house for Halloween and you have lights and spotlights, or whatever, you better be at your fucking door when I ring that doorbell. Well, ready. Yeah. You better have candy readily available. I can understand if you run out. I get it when it's a little bit later, but don't need. I come up to your house. And there's a carved fucking jack-o'-lantern, which is happy, and a big streamer that says, Happy Halloween. And then I ring your doorbell, and then I look behind the screen, and there's a sign that says, Sorry, no candy. Fuck you. And I'm going to tell you this, too, because you do your house. I used to do my house up big, but since I don't get trick-or-treaters, I don't bother. Christmas, I still do big. But for you, who gets trick-or-treaters, and you do your house up awesome every year, Thank you. I give you more props if you answer the door in costume. Yes, and I do. And if you answer the door in costume and give full-size Snickers, boom! Best house on the block. In fact, if you want full-size Snickers this year, I'll get you a case. You know what else? I, depending on my costume, if I'm dressed like in a horror type of costume, I will pretend I'm a prop and scare the kids when they come up on my property. I used to do that when I was a kid and when we lived in New Milford, we used to do the whole front of the house and we even had this whole pulley system rigged up. When you open the screen door, a skeleton would pull, come right to the door. Like we had, we fucking did it. Like my brother would lay in the ground in a coffin yeah. he built. Like we fucking did that shit up. I mean, it's fun, but you know, I have these people across the street, you know, I don't believe 
I'm the nicest person in the world. Everyone who's ever met me knows, or anybody who's ever listened to the show, I am a kind-hearted soul. Right, and I agree. And I, I feel that I am the same until I feel that me and you are the same in the fact when you get to the stupid factor, though, it flips the switch. There's, there, I always say this, and I, this happens to me, and this is why I had to stop bartending. Once I got into management, I had to stop bartending. I can't go back to it. Because there's a certain point, and I'm sure you feel the same way, where your brain flips from don't say that to fuck it, say who cares. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you, you're, all your emotions, emotions just shut off. Yep. <laughs> and you're just, I don't fucking, just let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. My my wife said I have this, um, I, I get the look across my face. My eyes change to this, like, my pupils go like, and they turn to like, oh, fuck. Like, that's, you know, when the, that thing is, it goes, and that's when they knew they fucked up. It goes to that <laughs> at that point because I'm just like my my yeah. old boss that I took over for when he left when I was still bartending at two different places I worked for this guy because I love the man to death he would come check on me he I'd be by myself I'd be busy he never like interject he never tried to help he knew I had it mm-hmm. but he knew when I was pissed off because that's when he would check on me right because he thought it was funny and that's yeah. the only time he ever checked on me because he'd come up and go. How's it going? And I would just stare at him and he'd start laughing and walk away because he knew how fucking pissed I was. If you just saw me looking, staring at the ground, it was over. I got carried in the back of Fridays when I worked there, picked up by my manager from the front cafe all the way to the back, through the kitchen, into the back uh, loading dock, and my manager goes, smoke a cigarette because I flipped out on deaf people. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, so I see, when I'm watching television which i do a lot but especially when i'm watching like raw or or smackdown or even AEW, and you know this there's commercials for like burger king and wendy's all these fast food places and it's always people like i got a whopper and they're like biting it and they're like oh this is so delicious let's go have a party on the on the beach eating burger king it's like bitch that's the food i eat when i'm drunk at three in the morning there's 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 nobody in those commercials that are fat eating that burger, and then the next scene is them getting a triple bypass. <laughs> There's no scene in them like crying over DoorDash. Like I've deleted DoorDash four times, so I stop ordering food at three in the morning. Where like they're they're staring at their phone, going, "I shouldn't order this." I do it all the time. All the time, like, "Oh man, cheesesteak would taste so good right now at three in the morning." And then you you like go. I, I've literally this is why I had to delete DoorDash for the last time. Gone through it in my head, going, "Don't fucking order this." And then I'm yeah. like. You know, continue. Oh, they're still open. Okay, place order. Are you sure? $27. Yeah, $27 for a fucking Big King burger. And then, like, my brain is literally saying, don't fucking hit place order. And I'm like, I, I shouldn't do this place order. And then it shows up, and I eat it, and I'm just like, <laughs> The part about that is when you do it, and then, like, at the same time, you're tired, and you keep checking the app, and you're like, what the fuck is taking so long? And you're literally, like, mapping out how close they are to your house by watching the little car driving the direction <laughs> to your house. And it's like, it is on your way. Debbie is on the way with your order. Well, hurry the fuck up, Debbie. And then you go from – and I'm such a dick that I did DoorDash, and I – forgive me. Forgive me because I was the guy who would be like, oh, these cheap motherfuckers. As soon as it gives me the suggested tip, I always go a dollar down. Every time, I'm such a dick. I'm, I, I, I hate to do it, but it's so expensive now that it's forcing me to reduce the tip. Yeah, and it's funny too because like I'm the kind of person that like when if I'm ordering DoorDash, 
I'm hammered. And then I wake up the next day and I go, what is that fucking tape? Oh, God. I forget you ate it. it. Yeah, you forget you ate it. Um, what else we got? So uh, people who rev their car or motorcycle. This is this is like a um, this is a uh, thing that has spanned generations of society. I'm pretty sure that the person who had the first Model T did this when they were fucked. They just they got, they, got, they got out of the red light and they just cranked the fucking front of the engine. <laughs> just like the mother's like. It's not a car. It's someone with a fucking buggy, and they're driving the first Model T. Like, watch this. You see, people with horses and buggies used to do that, where they they'd stop at like a red light or like, a, and they pull on the horse reins. It would go. <laughs> I mean, it's and they'd possible. Look over to the first and they'd be like, "What's up?" And you then they like, like you, "You want to fucking race? You like that shit?" Yo, I I got two horsepower. You only got one. <laughs> Yo, I, I got I got a two seater fucking carriage. You got a four seater. I got the two. You got the sedan. What's going on, right? So. It's always young kids. Always. I mean, so actually, it's not always young. There's also the guy that, and you know the guy, and he's not the guy that tried to get the free coffee from me the other day, but it's always the younger guy who's probably, maybe he's like in his 30s now, late 20s, 30s, has a huge pickup truck, has the cutoff sleeves all the time. He's always got the the, the work shirt with the cutoff sleeves and probably the landscapes. Or does some sort of construction job. He wears the Timberlands, but they're not laced up. Yeah, and it's like, like, oh look, I just got out of work, and my ankles are so swollen from standing all day. I had to loosen my boots, like I'm a pregnant woman. Uh, and they'll do that with the truck. Well, they'll go, you know, over the the dotted line and pass you, and they'll blow the fucking exhaust into your your fucking face. But then there's the kids with the roller skate cars and the Hondas, which I like, pop, 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 pop. And it's like, I had a guy the other day. He was coming off the parkway. I'm on, I was going to Point Pleasant. So I was on uh, Burnt Tavern Road. And you know where the exit from the parkway comes on? Yeah. So I guess it's by, I guess by Van Zyl somewhere. Like, but there's the parkway comes on to Burnt Tavern. Yeah. So they're coming and they're like, Stopped, and I'm at a light with my family, and this person like looks both ways, and then they look at me, and they go, <laughs> "There's no other cars there." So, like, go fast, just to, and then like looked at me like this. Like, I don't care. I have a fucking cock. I don't care. And you're in a motorcycle. I don't care about how fast your motorcycle goes. My car can do the exact same thing. I don't care. I'm not gonna. Oh my god, he can rev his engine. It's so hot. Let me get out and blow you. Like, fuck. What? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? It's funny, it's funny because before we actually officially started doing free floating hostility, we talked about the asshole on the Kawasaki bikes that mm -hmm. have to go through traffic because their bike heats up. Mm -hmm. But the the people you're talking about are the same assholes, and I didn't think this was a, a, still a thing until the other night. Because when I drive home, sometimes it's late, and I'm on the parkway, and you get these fucking assholes and Hondas that are like swerving between traffic, racing each other. People still like buy spoilers for their Honda. Yeah, it, dude, like, spoiler, spoilers, the big exhausts, the 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 Leon lights underneath the, the LED the, lights now are the new thing. Yeah. Fuck you. Remember the spinners? Remember the spinner fucking spinners for the shit. But it's funny because now the new thing is uh LED uh valve cap covers. Yes. When the tire spins, it looks like you know spinners, what happened to spinners? Black people, what bring spinners black back? John Cena ruined the spinners. That's what happened. Yeah. 
fucking put the spinner on the belt, and that was the end of the trend. Um, shit, uh, we got something. Um, so da, 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 da. I sent you a video of Matt Reif, who's the most unfunny comedian next to Theo Vaughn. I actually think Matt Reif is less funny than Theo Vaughn. And I will stick by my original uh, comment that I said a couple weeks ago: is the only reason why he's popular is because women want to fuck him. And I don't even think he's that good looking. No, he's good looking as far as a comedian goes. He's a pretty boy. So I sent you this video. It came up on my TikTok or, or Facebook reel. I don't know what the fuck it was. It doesn't matter. And he's he's telling a joke, and somebody throws something at him, and he catches it, and it's a gift, and it's got a note that's like super detailed. Like written I just want to written on the wrapping paper on the wrapping paper, and it's like I just want to congratulate you on one year since your first special. And he's like, oh, is that one year from today? And it's like, oh, your the stories of your grandfather really make me connect with you, and this, that, and the other thing, and oh, and the John Deere is in the mail. It's like, it's that was such a fucking planted person <laughs> in the audience, and people just ate it up. Like he's so good with his crowd work. First off, it's a dark room. Somebody throws a box at him, and he just catches it like he didn't know it was going to happen. And he had a whole bit, and he had a whole bit already made up. And then he's reading a note that's so specific to him that he wrote it himself, I'm sure. Yeah, especially fuck. the your joke in there. Yeah, fuck Matt Rife. I'm going to tag him in this motherfucker. I'm putting this one on YouTube. Fuck you. You're not funny. You can come on the show and I'll fucking destroy you like I did that other fucking comedian. Fuck you. Yeah, we know you're playing. We know you're playing. It's it's planted. And listen, if you, if you come on and you fucking roast us and... You get the better of us, and that's fine too. And then I'll that's give you some, your, your due your due diligence, and that's fine. I'm not saying that I'm a fucking comedian because I'm not up there doing it, and I give you a lot of credit. That takes a lot of balls and a lot of guts. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, and I'm sure there's a many people that find you funny. I don't get it. I don't get it. I see through the facade. Um, yeah, you, you happen to be a good looking comedian, and that's and mainly people like you because they want to fuck you because you're not funny. You're the this generation Dane Cook, like I've said before. You're a flash in the pan. It's you're gonna do one or two shitty movies and disappear. That's what's gonna happen. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, the whole thing with like, oh, like it would have been better if it was like, oh, you know, I got this gift for you because you know your stories of your grandfather. So here's a dirty, a dirty fucking diaper. And that would have been so much better than if it, you know it reminded me of what your grandfather was in his final days. Yeah, he just catches it with one hand. And he's like, oh, look at this, and he just knew right away what this said. It's like, oh, I'm not ready to say, oh, I was ready for this. I'm not the Oscars. I ain't Will, I ain't Chris Rock. Like, that had nothing to do with Will Smith went up and smacked him in the face. He didn't throw something at him anyway. But yeah, and, and not to mention, Will Smith was walking towards Chris Rock. So Chris Rock saw him coming. You, somebody just threw a box at you. It's a little different because it's, it's not a human being walking towards you and you don't know what's going to happen. You see an object flying at you. Your first instinct is to try to catch it. No, I'm going completely. What the fuck? Yeah, and then security doesn't yeah, security doesn't come and take them away because they threw an object. It could have been a fucking bomb. Yeah, or it could have been a weapon. Yeah, it could have been anything. A glass bottle. It could have been anything. And then you're just like, oh, oh, this is very sweet. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Stop with your nonsense. Like, uh, we, we get it. We get it. You, you're very good at what you do, letting everyone believe that you're so great with your crowd work. When we've already know that your crowd work is already where you have things picked out. If it's not a plant, you have things picked out towards a specific demographic that you have written down, and you're like, oh, there's a Hispanic woman. Let me call on her and then make this joke. You have it already pre-planned. 
you know what was a better bit of somebody throwing somebody something at somebody was that woman in Uncle Vinny's comedy club in Point that got a lot of press about a year ago. Somebody threw a beer at her because he she badmouthed Trump and he started cursing at her and she picked the beer up and fucking chugged it. Yeah, I know that. And that she wasn't funny, but no. that was a, that was like they threw the beer. She badmouthed Trump. They threw the beer. She picked it up. She fucking chugged it, slammed it down, and then said something actually kind of funny. And then it was like the, all you saw of it. But it's like. That was not a planned thing. You could tell because nobody's fucking wasting a beer. You know what's even the best, better one is when George Bush was making a speech and the Iraqi threw his shoe at him and he fucking died. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, we get it. We get. I get it. I get why you're popular. But like I said, it's, everyone stop eating it. And it's, it always happens to be filmed perfectly. He filmed every single stand-up he ever does, and it always catches these moments. It's amazing yeah. to me. It's amazing. And maybe, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you film everything in order to see what works and what doesn't work. But it's never, it, it's always professional videos of like the angles and all different angles. And it's all put together in this, in this perfect um, package. Uh, yeah, this perfect package is like, oh, here's a side view of him catching. And then there's front of him talking about it. And then there, it's, it's all bullshit. And I, and I don't care if you don't respond. I don't care if you do respond and you say it's not. You're not going to con convince me otherwise. I, I I don't really care that much. But I know we know we're on to you. We see you, Matt Rife. Matt Rife, we see you. And guess what? Maybe I'm jelly. Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? No, you're not jelly because the difference between you and Matt Rife. He's rich. And I'm not. <laughs> well, besides that, he's rich and you're not. You're funny. No. I mean, he's probably got a bigger cock, and he's probably richer than you. And it probably he's better look at me, and definitely, he definitely sleeps with more men than I do. Uh, Way more men than you do. I mean, you sleep with a lot of men, but he's definitely sleeping with a lot but of I'm men. But I'm totally a top. Like, I'm a power top. He's Listen, definitely, he's a twink. I'm a bear. You are not only a bear, you're a cuddly bear. I'm a cuddly, like, I, I, will, I will ravage you like a bear trying to get at a, bee's hive, a beehive. And then after I'm done, I'll be like, it's okay, baby. I didn't mean to hurt you. Well, you're a cuddler, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I have, I have a, I have a, I have a soft side. I think go. That's all right, sweetie. Go, go, make me a sandwich. Make yourself one. Come back here. And spread and that ass. <laughs> okay, I'll spread that ass for you. And his his name is always George. Oh, I don't know how you meet all these Georges. Well, I don't always meet all these Georges, but I always name them George because I love, you know, with the abominable snowman and Bugs Bunny. But I will call him George. I'll hold him and him and keep him forever. And I always just thought that resonated with me being a bear. So when they show up at your house, they're like, hi, my name's Carl. And you're like, you're George. George. You're fucking George. And I do that voice. And then George. I have them. And, and sometimes I have them. Uh, sometimes I tar and feather them and make them walk around my house and pretend to be the buzzard. And uh, you know, say is that no, what no, all no. that feathers were from when the last time yeah, I was at your yeah. house? I, I rip open some of my down pillows just if I run out of just feathers from Michael's. And I said, my mama told me to bring them some dinner, and I'm like, here's your dinner, bitch. You gave them the script. I, I saw the oh, script. Yeah, just like Matt Rice comedy specials. I give them the script. Yeah. Hey, say this before I fuck you in the ass, bitch, George. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else we got? Oh my gosh, we're running, we're running behind. We have uh, any more free flo floating before we get into the our trivia before the movie? No, I have no more free floating. I still, still any. So, guess what? It is time for trivia.
answer? I did. You don't know what trivia I'm going to be giving you. I don't. This is this is a this is a, a surprise to me. So I, looking through our messages, yeah. you said what you know in, in last episodes. You what trivia you think you'd be good at? So I am giving you okay. scream trivia. Ooh, okay. Well, I remember I had a what an eight point five out of ten last time. I believe. Yes. All right, so we're gonna do some scream trivia now. I, I got this all, all the things, or this just scream? I believe this is just the original. Okay. Because I, I found it on a website. I went through the questions, and I, and I don't know scream as well as you, but I believe all of these are just the original. Okay. Now I will say that the one that I am the least well versed in is probably the last two because I've only seen them a couple times, and Scream Three I haven't seen as much as Scream One. Scream one, Scream two, and Scream four—I've probably seen the most. But uh, go ahead. Pretty sure this is just Scream one. The 1996 Scream. So I'm going to start with a very simple one. Okay. Just to start, just to start it off. Okay. Billy tells Sydney that the, the substance was used as the prop for pig's blood in the film Carrie is what they use on themselves, which is corn syrup. Yes. Starting off simple. Okay. Everyone looks at Randy in the video store after he screams what iconic phrase? Everyone's a suspect. Billy and Stu were able to evade being caught for Maureen's murder by framing what person? Cotton Weary. Stu Mancher is killed when Sydney attacks him with what? Television. Before settling on the, uh, the title Scream, what was the original title of the movie? Fuck. Stab. Scary Oops. movie. Scary movie, that's right. Okay, okay. It was be Billy and Stu aimed to survive and escape their current killing spree by framing what person? Sydney's father. The high school janitor is dressed up as what iconic slasher villain? Freddy Krueger, who is all Wes Craven. Principal Henry is played by what sitcom star? Henry Winkler. Adam Riley meets her demise when she gets stuck where? In the uh, automatic garage door, which was the doggy door of the garage door. After killing Casey, Billy creates an alibi for himself by going where? Sydney's bedroom. When Sydney is first on the phone with Ghostface, she tests whether or not he can see her by doing what? Picking her nose. Sydney does this to Gail after she tells Sydney she will send a cop send her a copy of her book. Punches in her face. I'll send you a copy. Boom. Uh, Boom. Sid. Psycho bitch. Right. <laughs> Let's see if you get this one. This Nick Cave song became synonymous with the Scream franchise. Red Rod and Bing. Damn, yeah, all right, good job. <laughs> what was Billy's motive for his murders? That Marine Prescott was a slut bag whore who flashed her shit around like she was Sharon Stone, but she fucked Billy's father. And let's face it, Sid, your mother was no Sharon Stone, all right? Damn, you really know your screen movies. <laughs> what retro snack is Casey Becker making at the beginning of Scream? Jiffy Pop. Where did the police find Principal Hembry's body? He was tied up on the goalpost of the football field. 
And lastly, last question. You did very good. You have a nine out of what ten or whatever it is. This use of the phone featured tripled sales of what after it was released? This use of the phone. There's got to be caller ID. Wow, good job. Good job. Good job. You knew the screen movies. Thank you. Thank you. 